KBRS Radio, the knowledge station. You are listening to Motown Legends and Alumni with Billy and Billy. And we are here. So how is everybody doing tonight? Doing well, sir. Doing well. Good. We are the Motown and Motown Alumni Show with Billy and Billy. Um, Billy's out on sabbatical sabbatical right now. I'm hoping to have him back soon. But meanwhile, I can introduce my my other host, which will be uh, Denise Katadis. Denise, how are you doing hey. tonight? I'm good. Right. How are you guys? Glad to be worldwide. Glad to be here on Motown Legends and Alumni. <laughs> All right. So next we have uh, T.J. Jackson. T.J., how are you doing tonight? I am doing well, my friend. Doing really good. It's a beautiful Tuesday outside. The sun is shining and it's warm and it's about time. And hello, everyone. Thank you so much. Um, tonight we're going to be talking about uh, Marvin Gaye, um, his history. Um, we're just going to go through some things about him. I think we have enough information, people that are younger that are not familiar with Marvin. Marvin was an amazing talent. Um, he actually was so amazing. I mean, his his writing skills was just phenomenal. You know, I mean, you just could not take anything away from this guy. This guy was the, he was that guy. And I think as you go through um, the history of Marvin, you'll see that from the very beginning of his writing, when he was with uh, Tammy Terrell, um, they had a lot of uh, stuff like Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Um, they had a lot of stuff going and clicking. Um but uh, I'm going to say this, uh, as history states, um, I believe um, in the earlier years when Tammy Terrell was, was, was um, um, when she died, it took a, a toll on Marvin. And Marvin was oh. out of the scene for some time, you know. So Tammy was his yeah, sister. Took, they weren't seeing each other, right, but yeah. they were real close. You know, so it kind of threw him out the game for a while. But I think he continued to write. But he just would not do any performances. Um, and it took years for him to go back on stage because when he was on stage, he was always with Tammy. So it took years for him to get back to it. And I think uh, the project, um, what's going on, was the major thing because I know Mo- Motown wasn't really feeling that because it was catering to world events, the drug situation there were a lot of things that Motown didn't really want. They didn't think it was going to work. And um, they finally decided they're going to let it, they're going to release it. So uh, they Hmm. released it and look what we got. We had that. We had um, Trouble Man. Uh, I mean, from that time, point in time, he started really just hitting. And I remember that the first time he came back on stage, um, I was home with my mom and dad, and I was upstairs watching TV, and it was his first time being on stage in years. I, oh. I just found that to be uh, amazing because, I mean, it was somebody that uh, um, just took it, um, got him back motivated. You know, so hmm. I was kind of uh, impressed with that show, and he kind of came back. But, you know, when you lose somebody like that, a loved one, it's kind of really hard to go back out and do the things you used to do. Uh, and I know that for a fact, you know, by losing what I've lost in my life um, and people that I was friends with that maybe died of an overdose or maybe even 
uh, affected by health and couldn't get organs, you know, and uh, just because right. of your situation. So it was really sad. So when seeing Marvin re- uh, reappear was an amazing thing for me. But I, the thing, sad thing about it, I never got a chance to see him perform live um, other than the television. So um, that's right. what we're getting into, you know, at this stage of the game. So, Tim, I know you want to chime in on this. So um, let's see what we can bounce back and forth on. Um, he was here. I think he exited. I was about to tell you. <laughs> so right. sorry about that. Yeah. That's okay. Um, yeah, he was just in studio, but um, he had to go somewhere real fast. So hopefully he will return. Right, right. What do you got? We can oh, TJ go in. We can go in commercial. I think TJ is here. No, no, I'm right but, here. I'm right here. I'm right here. Yeah. Okay. I had to yeah. check that on something real quick. Um, for you to get back. Yeah, I had to check on something real quick. But, no, for me, I, I like the history of it. By him being a session musician in the beginning, in the earlier part of his career, you know, and then when Harvey Fuqua took him under his wing and – uh brought him over to Tri-Fi Records, and then, you know, uh, Harry Kukov ended up marrying uh, one of Barry Gordy's sisters, and then they roped that into a role, that company, into the Motown uh, 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 Corporation, you know, and then he became, he he played drums. He's a hell of a drummer. I mean, uh, an accomplished musician himself, and he played piano really well, so... uh, once he did all that and everything, and then, you know, as he comes through the years and he started having the hits, then, you know, Kim Weston, Tammy Terrell, even later with Diana Ross, you know, uh, the duets to me were, were, were fabulous, especially the Ashford and Simpson hits, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, I would say the Coca-Cola commercial. <laughs> right. Um, right. But, uh, uh-huh. you know, then coming up, and then, like, like you said, Billy, about uh, the album, what's going on? You're right. Barry did not want to put it out. He didn't want to touch it because it was about modern times. It was very political. And he said yeah. Motown doesn't do political work. So he made a deal right. with Marvin. He said, if it doesn't go to number one, I will never do, you'll never do another one like that again. You'll do, the deal is you'll do what I want you to do. And by that right. time, Marvin yeah. married to his sister Anna. So he told, he told Barry, I'll take the deal. And when what's going on was released, man, it shot to number one fast, you know, on the on the R and B charts and the uh, uh, Hot 100. So uh, and he proved yeah. very wrong. And then Stevie came out, you know, not not to change the subject, but then you know Stevie had uh, fulfilling his first finale, Intervisions, all those came in succession right after Marvin's What's Going On. So when Marvin was the template for that, he had to speak to it. Tammy Tammy passed away from the brain cancer. It really devastated him. It took him years to perform live again, but he was writing and producing in the background and doing other things to try to get himself through his grief. But uh, they were like really, like truly brother and sister. I mean, they were really soul brother and sisters. But Marvin, you yeah. talk about talent. The man was talent beyond. He had talent beyond the fingertips. He could probably take off his shoes and play the piano with his toes. <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah. He was very talented. <laughs> And I'm going to say yeah. this, too. I mean, I think I might have mentioned this before, um, and I kind of want to take the same respect on did coming up earlier on. When they were uh, – they had, like, Ashford and Simpson. Simpson, like you said, 
They had uh, Smokey. They had Marvin Gaye. They had uh, um, Yarbrough and Peoples. Um, there was a few. Um, they had um, what's his name? Um, uh, I can't think of the name right now, but really hot. Um, but they were all there on the, the, the meeting table, and they would all bring their projects in for for um, oh, oh, for very very Whitfield, yeah, Barrett Strong, yeah, Whitfield, yep. Barrett Strong, all those guys, yeah, yeah, all, those all them guys. So yeah. they would bring all their material in, uh, some stuff that Smokey had, some stuff that uh, that Eddie Kendricks had, I mean, the Temptations had, stuff that um, Marvin Gaye had, just on and on. Whoever's releasing their stuff, everybody sat there and voted on it. They had a, right. a, a committee of everybody that voted on it, and that's how things came up. So let's say that you got Marvin, you got Smokey, you got Stevie, you got the Jacksons. You know, you got all these, you got the Supremes, you got all these hot acts that are coming to the table with their stuff. So in a, in a non-biased situation, um, it made it fair, whether some people liked it or not, but it made it fair. Now, I don't think that they ever was wrong on anything that they actually put out, you know, first. So it didn't mean that your music was not going to come out. It's just that you were not up first to go out and be um, distributed. So it put make, made the producers and, and writers work a little bit more harder in terms of making sure they can get that first place situation to get out, get out and get on air. So it blossomed to something that today is very, very wonderful. So I just, um, I think that with Gabriel Entertainment um, and also with CRS Radio, I think we're going to all be able to do the same situation Similar to the same format um, to be able to do things we're doing. So um, let's do this. If you guys are ready uh, for a commercial break, um, we can go there or we can continue to talk. It's up to you. Oh, yeah. Uh, We will go to it. Sure. I agree. Go to it. (laughs) Yes. All right. All right. You're listening to CRS Radio, the knowledge station. This week's guest, well, wouldn't be guest this week's topic on the Motown Legends Alumni with Billy and Billy. Billy Wilson, the great Billy Wilson, is on sabbatical, sitting in for him, T.J. Jackson, and of course your host, Billy Tapson. We'll be right back with more on Marvin Gaye right after this. From author Dr. Denise Gotadis comes a self-help guide that will give you valuable information about the world around you in ways never imagined. The Metaphysical God in Relation to His Creation. Available on Amazon. In this must-read book, you will learn about your importance in the world and the metaphysical universe around you. You will be introduced to the Metaphysical God who has a relationship with you and those around you. Whether you are aware of this or not, you come into contact with Him daily. He is omnipresent metaphysically. He is in and outside of his creation and what does a metaphysical god have to do with you and the creation around you you are a very big piece of a huge puzzle the metaphysical god in relation to his creator from author dr denise gotadis is available on amazon order your copy right now hey baby what are you gonna do Oh, 
can dance, we are having a nationwide dance competition with, as you just heard, one of Goldie Love's songs, Billy Tapping, 
he will be sponsoring with Gabrielle Entertainment the Do You Think You Can Dance competition throughout the intercontinental United States and the Caribbean, Jamaica. We are calling on everyone who has the talent of dancing to step forward, send us your MP3s so that we can enter you in the competition that will have one winner in the end that will travel internationally with us to the land of Israel for a Motown reunion, and we will take that person and give them the opportunity to meet all of the Motown uh, talent that they grew up listening to and as well uh, with a grand prize and the opportunity to dance for one of these artists. So we are asking and calling up all dancers. We are starting from the age of five years old and up. Of course, the youth will be put in another category, and we will be holding this contest where each CRS radio host is going to be at their their state, in other words. So send us your MP3. You can send it to me. You can send it to Billy Tappan, who is also a recording artist with Motown Alumni Association. You could reach me and send that MP4 video of you dancing um, and I want you to put on the email attachment, with that attachment, attention uh, for dance contest. And you can send that to gotadis at yahoo.com. That is G-O-T-A-U-T-I-S. And you can be a part of this beautiful, wonderful dance competition. And um, you will have... Um, all of us behind you. But if you think you could dance, come on and send it in. Billy? All right. Well, this is what the deal is. These are going to be set up uh, in different ways. We're going to do some country. Everybody's welcome on this to, to take and get involved. Uh, this is going to be an awesome, awesome uh, program. So uh, if you can do that, we're going to have country. We're going to have all kinds of stepping. We're going to have it all. So these categories are going to be going around the states. We're going to see who's the best in Michigan, who's the best in Illinois, and all over the state. So call in, can I call in, email us at E-V-O-E-I-D-L-O-G at com. That's E-V-O-L-E-I-G, E-I-D letter at com. Sorry about that. Um, so we're going to have you do a minute your pictures and that way we'll get in contact with you um to see how you what your situation is and we'll get you started so um get back with us and it's going to be an awesome awesome program um these are going to be uh, also filmed as well so you're going to be able to be seen oh, yeah. uh, on different formats so it's going to be a it's going to be a beautiful situation so back to you in the CJ. perspective in the perspective before we get the prospective uh, CRS radio hosts, we will have them advertise this dance competition in the areas that they live in. We have some New York, New Jersey area, and some in Michigan area, some in the Missouri area, 
and other places. So I urge you, even if your state does not have a CRS radio host there, you can go to the neighboring state closest to you and enter the competition. So send me your MP4. Yes, same here. Okay, TJ, let's go ahead and go back to uh, Marvin Gaye. Okay. Okay. You're talking about Marvin Tate Gaye, Jr., born April 2nd, 1939 to April 1st, 1984. He was born in D.C., lived in L.A., of course, you know, because he's saying. But, uh, yeah, he was – he was a tremendous talent. I mean, the man was, I mean, you look at, if you look at the stable of Motown, when it comes to that, you have Stevie Wonder, who's a genius, Marvin Gaye, who was a genius, you know, uh, 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 Barry Gordy and Smokey together, they made up like three geniuses. <laughs> right. But, uh, right. You know, I mean, they, they, they ran all that. And Marvin was the flag, one of the flagship. He was supposed to be like Frank Sinatra. That's what he wanted to do. That was his thing in the late 50s and early 60s. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be the next Frank Sinatra-style singer. But Barry said, uh, no, nah, let's, you know, he wanted to say, well, i got something else in store for you. You know, I want you to do this. Barry Gordy's thing with Motown was hits. He said he liked writing songs, but he wrote hits. He wrote hits for Jackie Wilson. You know, he helped Harvey Fuqua with the moon glows. You know, he, he wrote hit songs. Smokey, they wrote hit songs. They wanted to write hits. And when Marvin hit the scene, Marvin made them some hits, a lot of hits, you know. And the man was just so talented. It's just that setback with Tammy getting cancer that really messed him up because, you know, ain't no mountain high enough. Uh, um, uh, Jesus, I'm drawing the blank already, Billy. Well, <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. Uh, but that was, that was one of them, yeah. if this world was mine, um, yes. that was, uh, I think it was Tammy and, and uh, Marvin, I think. If this world was so, mine. Yes. So, the original. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that he, really uh, goes back, he, you know. Yeah, you Go know, he, he, uh, he, he was the flagship uh, crooner. You know, I guess that's what you'd call him. Yeah, that's what they say. Crooner. crooner. You know, he was the, the, the soul singer. Not only did he have a duet career, he had a solo career. And both of them were flourishing, and he was making hits, and he was it was just coming out of him, coming out of him. You know, I don't think the man even slept much because he was busy writing songs and, and, and music constantly all the time. You yeah. know, and Marvin was the man. You know, he he his career alone, he, he people just study him. They should teach a course on Marvin in college for the music business exactly. because the man was just phenomenal. Yeah. You know, and, and and you know you look at that and everybody that was a part of the Motown movement um, were talented because one of the expecta- expectations with Barry Gordy is showmanship. That was the biggest yes. thing. You know, if you had good showmanship and you had a decent voice, you know you got it. You got it. Yes. So as with Michael and them when they came it was. Um, you know, front got in front of uh, Barry and smoking those guys. They weren't Motown was not signing any, any young artists like that. But yeah, they got their that time, Michael, They had to deal with Stevie. Yeah. Remember, they went through all that trouble with Stevie when he turned eighteen. Yeah, yeah. they were so blown away by the performance, and he's doing "Who's Loving You." That just totally blew him away. Um, I think that one was written by um, Smokey, I believe. Who's loving you? Yes, I could he be wrong. Wrote that in, yeah. 
He wrote that in 56, Billy, 1956, yeah. before Michael, two years before Michael Jackson was born. <laughs> Ain't that something? And you figure what Michael and, was probably about nine years old then, maybe? Yep, about maybe nine ten. Then, and Smokey said, people ask him, why are you singing Michael Jackson's song? And that's what Smokey yeah. said. I wrote that song before Michael was born. That's my song. Well, thank you. You know, yeah, just like Prince and, and with uh, nothing compares to you. Yeah, right. And when you look at this whole situation, and this is what's wrong with generations. You know, when you come up um, in today's world, they'll hear something that's a sample from back when I was coming up in the seventies, and they're like, "Oh, that's a jam right there." I'm like, "Well, who is that? That's such and such." I'm like, "No, it isn't. It's this person." <laughs> no, it ain't. I said, that's "All you right. gotta do is go and Google it." Google it. Now you have Google, so it's no argument about it. So it's right. like these are the things, and that's when they presented that to Marvin and, and um, he and, and everybody that was involved, they actually blew him away, and that's how they yeah. ended up getting the deal. But Marvin's um, situation after the comeback, um, even though he is writing great stuff, he's also getting involved in some some um, – Shady stuff, you know. what I'm saying in the background, you know. Um, yeah, well, and yeah. the drug problem is always affected. Yeah. yeah, well, we always know that. You know, he's, you know, uh, right, right. You know, I mean, that's that's one of the uh, artists' biggest downfalls when they get involved in stuff like that. You know, and uh, a lot of guys. I mean, look at look at the rock and roll uh, genre. You know, uh, Janis Joplin and, and Jimi Hendrix and all. You know, I mean, it's a shame. You know, I hate to see that because to me, you know, I mean, it's easier for us to say outside of the music, except for you, Billy, outside of the music genre, uh, it's a waste. But we don't know what they're going through or what they do, like uh, Kurt Cobain getting involved in heroin or Scott Whalen in the rock and roll scene with Stone Temple. Depression, you know, we don't understand that the average person doesn't really understand it. You know, I feel sad that I we normally say it's a waste of talent, but we don't know what they're going through psychologically and mentally. And I hated that because it set Marvin back a little bit. It set him back, you know, but he came out of it. When he, when he came back and started performing live, which he didn't like to do, he, that was on record. Right. He, he's known for saying that, but he, uh, yeah. he come back, you know, uh, what, live at the Palladium. That was the album, right? Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and this and, is what that, this is what people don't understand about the business. But go ahead, TJ, and we'll pick that back up. But go ahead. Well, live at the Palladium, you know, that had, uh, 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 oh, Jesus, After the Dance on it and, uh, and yeah, you know, a bunch of other hits. Yeah, but uh, yeah. as you fast forward, you know, after that, then his next really super massive hit was Sexual Healing in 82. Or was it? No, 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 no. In seventy nine, yeah, 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 probably seventy nine, seventy nine to eighty two, right, right around in there was when he started. Is when he came back because I think Live at the Palladium came out seventy between seventy five and seventy seven, and then there's another break, and then he came out with uh, Sexual Healing, which blew everybody away. I mean, people weren't you weren't even this nobody. I mean, man, they were like, is it, does Marvin? Uh, I remember uh, Time Magazine had a little article in the back back then. I never will forget this. Does Marvin Gaye still have it? He has a new album coming out, and we'll see. You know, the article was, do we do we really believe he has talent or is he washed up? And I'm like, how are you going to talk about somebody else's career as the writer of the article when you, you probably haven't even listened to the man? You know what I mean? 
So right. But when he came out with sexual healing, it just blew. I mean, it was like a, dropping a nuclear bomb on, on everybody. You know, I mean, that shows you the man. I remember that right there, song. Right, Billy? <laughs> Yeah, I remember right, that right, song. Right, 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 right. I mean, Denise, yeah, I mean, yeah. that song was phenomenal, yeah. man. You know. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And you know what I was I... saying um, is was this is that people don't understand the business because um, once you're in the business, the business can be very, very trying, um, very wicked in a lot of ways. Um, it's always been that way. It's always been that way from the day from day one. You can go back to the earlier years before um, uh, R&B um, when you had Sinatra and those guys. You don't think they went through some things? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, that's why yeah. there was always drugs involved to kind of take away the pain of what they're going through. Because a lot of these people didn't own their publishing. They're getting screwed, man. It's like, and it still continues. And the livelihood of it all, and that's what it gets you at in this business, music business, is like, what is your livelihood? You know what I'm saying? What do you like to do? You like to drink? You're going to have plenty of drinks. You know, and right, anywhere you right. go, you like, to, you like to smoke, you like weed, they're going to have it there, man, any place you go. So even at your shows, man, and I'm a very, um, I was one of them that was approached by many a times by people that are in the back, whoever let them in, you know what I'm saying, that was trying to, you know, sell me, you know, cocaine and, and stuff like that, it's like, no, we're not going that road. Um, even when Johnny came in, it was the same thing, Johnny Taylor. Um, yeah. And um, his history is pretty pretty uh, rough. You know, I mean, when he, when we did the Civic Center here, um, he actually uh, wanted me to uh, to work with him, go down, down in uh, Texas and, and get signed with him. But I, I was at that time, I was in, in the stuff. You know what I'm saying? So if you're into stuff, right. it's going to be a problem, right. you know, and then right. you end up working right. for nothing, you know. So I, I kind of, like, didn't want to pass, but I had no choice. So when you're looking at artists um, and you see their actions and what's going on with them, Kanye's, you look at all of them, what's going on with them, you know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of things behind the scenes that people are not aware of. You know, it's a scary situation. You know, every every day as an artist, as a popular artist, the boogeyman is always there for them. You know what I'm saying? If you don't follow suit, the boogeyman's there, the real boogeyman. You know what I'm saying? So we have yeah. to uh, understand these situations. This is why independent is the way to go, and that's what you, we are all about is independent. We're an independent company. Gabriel Entertainment, we're independent. And so CRS Radio, independent. Yeah. So we have yeah. to have that void for our independent listeners so they can get an opportunity to be on air to do some things. So, you know, we're actually doing a fundraiser because we're going to be doing concerts here around the states as well. Um, we're growing by by Lisa, uh, by Lisa Bounds. So we have a, uh, a situation set up um, uh, for uh, GoFundMe Go to go in and put, yeah. your, put your pennies in. You know, put your pennies in. Put, put your pennies in. Denise, do you want to run that real quick? Oh, yes. We have GoFundMe. You can go to GoFundMe, and we are urgently looking for supporters to come on and um, donate to this very good cause because Gabrielle Entertainment will be um, sponsoring um, fundraising for 
those who are needing organ transplant, and this fundraiser is also for the disadvantaged youth who would like to go and become a part of the entertainment industry. So this is for a good cause. It's um, to improve our communities. It's going to be by community, by community, by community. And you can also become an ambassador for your community and spread the word along. Go to GoFundMe for the urgent support for us because this concert is going to bless your community. You're going to bring in a Motown artist as well as um, helping your youth go through maybe some type of an orientation so that uh, we can introduce them to the entertainment industry the right way without all the garbage that is in the entertainment industry right now. And then at the same time, we are going to take your donated funds and help those who cannot get organ transplants. And because, you know, as we know, uh, Mr. Billy Tappan here, the Motown alumni recording artist right here in our presence, he is also a recipient of a heart donation. So you've heard his story. He's going to tell it, and it's going to be a great movie that is coming out really soon. But, yes, this is what this is about. It's going to be for a great cause, and it's going to help many people in the community. <laughs> and, and another thing is that it's not a lot of money to, to put up. I mean, you can give as much as $5, you know. I mean, it all gets to our goal. Right now, I think we're about about 3900 I think, or 3800 short, so we can raise that. And it's going to be all good for for the for the uh, cities that we're going to be going to. So we want to do something different in this world where we're not seeing a lot of positive stuff. So um, I can tell you this much: uh, the first project we're doing uh, is going to be Tim Cunningham, and he is an independent, one of the baddest jazz, uh, jazz sax player that I've been around. And trust me, um, there were sax players in Grand Rapids that were very, very good. I don't take anything away from my hometown. But um, Tim is actually a unique, a very unique talent. And I told him from day one, when I first met him, I told Ray Potter, I said, this dude got it. This dude has got it. And uh, he was playing down at one of the clubs. He was playing playing at uh, Gregory's in Lansing. And I'd go down and just listen to him. And then when we got to working together, me, Ray, and, um, and Tim, we had the project, Say You Are Project, that's going to be coming up uh, shortly, I'd assume. Um, Tim actually did the flip side of that, and he also played on the A side. So I, I, I was very much proud of that whole project. And that's why, you know, he's going to be the first, because um, it's just me and Tim now. All the rest of them have left here. Um, so it's me and Tim and TJ and they're going through the struggle. <laughs> to make this thing happen. So TJ's been with me from day one as well as Denise. Then we have Julie, have all the rest of them. Shout out to Julie and, and everybody. Um, Danny, Red Wine, Ow. we're going to be working real close. Um, El Bracey. <laughs> and uh, he's going to Also, I'll tell you the lineup, basically, what's going to happen here. We're going to have, um, of course, Tim. We're going to have Danny Redwine. She's going to oh, actually um, open up. And she's going to co-host uh, with Tim. I mean, I Tim with TJ. What 
his name's Tim too, but TJ, um, they'll be actually uh, actually hosting the show, and we'll have Lady yeah, Lady we can, um, Billy. We could probably like separate the two Tims from TJ the DJ, yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> Timothy C. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so he made a DJ we'll have, just so fitting. <laughs> yeah, so we'll have well, the lineup. Know, that, uh, you give me flashbacks, Denise, but thank you very much. I appreciate it. Well, the lineup <laughs> is going to be something good. The lineup will be Tim, Danny, TJ, um, Lady Love from out of Detroit, um, possibly lyrically from out of Chicago. Um, we yet, yet to narrow that down. And I don't think I'm forgetting anybody else. It's going to be a great show. And these are all independents, and they are hitting. They're really hitting. So right. we're going to be doing a lot well, of Well, Robin. You know, not, Ro- yeah. Yeah, Robin. She's yeah, going Robin to be... has some action well. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Southern Soul. Yeah, Southern Soul. Yeah, she has a lot. They're, they're hitting. Yeah, they're hitting. And like I said, it's all independents. So um, we're going to do some other things. We're going to bring some other big acts in, but we're always going to headline our independence. That is my motto. I mean, I don't care. Um, I love a lot of groups that's in in the industry, but I still have to help the ones that are needed, that need the help to get to that next level. So as Mm -hmm. we do that, just remember, this is what it's all about. It's not about me. It's not about anybody else a part of crs part of uh, gabriel entertainment it's about the people it's about the kids right it's about the homeless it's about all this this is what it's all about you know you got friends i had friends that passed because they did, they couldn't get an order, uh, organ so um we're oh. trying to raise as much as we can yeah i mean i had a neighbor um that passed he was waiting on a kidney for 12 years and mm-hmm. never got it Never got it. And what was so bizarre about it, I had seen him the evening before at the bank. He didn't see me. I was just riding past the bank and seeing him going in. And the very next day, I find out um, in the morning that they found him dead, you know, oh, because no. he didn't laugh at the kidney. Yeah. He so, didn't have them fun. Yeah. Yes. So we're working on these projects, and we want you all to be a, a part of this. And, and potentially attend these things. I think you're going to love what you see. It's not going to be any of that negative stuff that is out there now. It's going to be all positive. So let's get right. back to the conversation on Marvin Gaye. All right, TJ. Um, yes, we go back to um, Marvin's performance back into the situation, and we're going to take it forward a little bit to his his uh, his demise, basically because. Yes. The uh, the drugs had a lot to do with it, a lot to do with it. You yeah. know, I mean, I know how it works. Yeah. You know, I've been in a part of that whole scene, and uh, it's it's the, the um, when you're on a level like Marvin and them guys, you're really getting some good stuff, and you're getting high. You know what I'm saying? It's none of this stuff when I was you know getting high that I was getting the the primo primo. You know, I mean, they were getting the very best. You know, as you know, I started getting more into the, the cocaine situation. When you had the Cubans coming in, that's when you had the stuff that Hollywood was getting. So you got, you know, this stuff's probably 90%. You know, you probably can cut it a couple, two or three times. 
So it's like, you know, you're into living that life because it's so much pressure. It's so much pressure, even though Marvin was a part of a family. Um, but it's still wearing because, you know, you can't go anywhere when you're recognized. And sometimes you might be sitting down with your, your wife or your, your kids or whatever, and here's fans coming up. You don't want your autograph. And sometimes you just want that downtime where you can go and come as you please. Michael had to use a lot of different tactics. You know, I mean, he was a type of person that would change his disguise, and he'll go in and chill with somebody uh, that he knew that he had a key to get in their place, and he and they had a studio there, and he'd just go there and chill and do his thing. So you have to do these things when you start getting popular. You know, my advice to anybody that's going to be in the business, the, the money's made with the writers, producers, the people behind the scenes are the ones that can go wherever they want to go, and nobody knows who they are unless they tell them who they are. So as we go into uh, the Marvin situation, you know, starts to be a little conflict with him and his stepfather. Um, some issues there. Um, yes. So you, you want to go from Marvin there, TJ? Cause I, yeah, you yeah. want to go from where the Marvin, conflict uh, started. Marvin, Marvin Gay Sr., retired uh, minister, um, they got into a, a, a verbal altercation, and then it escalated to a physical altercation. And uh, resulting from that, his father went and got his pistol and shot him in the house he bought for his parents. So um, he pled guilty to not involuntary, voluntary manslaughter, and he got a six-month, I think, or six-year reduced uh, a suspended sentence or something like that because of his age and the fact right. that he felt threatened because Marvin physically, you know, physically, I mean, he's a senior citizen and Marvin physically roughed him up. So, but uh, the, the confluence of the argument, there's a lot of speculation uh, happened because uh, Marvin was getting high in the house. Uh, that's yeah. number one. And number two, uh, he had had uh, uh, Marvin Jr. had had uh, a verbal confrontation with his mother about a personal uh, uh, situation. Nobody really knows. I just said personal situation, and that escalated mm-hmm. from that. Then his father stepped in. His father, I believe, was trying to tell him to simmer down and cool down, but he had been locked up in his room getting high, and and that's when all this came came out. You know, all this came down the line. This scenario, and his father. Felt scared, didn't got his pistol and shot him point blank in the chest. Boom. And, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, that was a sad day. Sad day in the world of a human being passing away, but a sad day for the music industry because they lost a genius. You know, yeah. um, I just, I, I mean, we all were there. And when I heard it, you know, you're flabbergasted because uh, it really, it really was, uh, was a very, you know, I mean, it was uh, April 1 of 84. The day before his next birthday, his birthday is April 2nd. So he died April 1, 84, and his birthday was April 2nd. So, I mean, I, I'm like, ooh, I felt a little black magic on that, you know, <laughs> as they say. You know, not to make light of it, but, you know, you, you get through grief the best way you can. But, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I uh, to me, Billy, it was, uh, Denise, uh, Julie, it was, uh, it, it was just like a, like I said, a nuclear bomb had went out. Boom. I mean, you, you it was a real tragedy. Rumors. 
Yeah, real traction. Mm-hmm. You heard the rumors, and people were like, no, no, yes, no. Oh, man, you know, because back then we didn't have, or we all know this, we didn't have uh, Facebook or Google. We didn't even have AOL. Uh, you got mail. We didn't have that right. way before that. You know, you're talking 84. So, you know, once it hit the, the, the news services on all the radio stations and CNN, uh, people were starting to believe it because the story kept coming out. More of it, more information came out, more news information. But, you know, when it first, when the, when the, the statement first hit, everybody were like, no, 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 no. You know, you just don't believe it right away. Well, I I, yeah. now, I remember my once, auntie. Once, yeah, once yeah, I remember my auntie saying out. something about yeah. it, PJ. I remember yeah. my auntie saying right. something about it. I mean, she was saying it had just happened. She knew him. He lived right up the road from her. And she told yeah. me some, uh, something a little bit about what happened inside that house. So it, yeah. was, uh, it was shocking for her. Traumatic because she knew him. And it's like, oh my gosh, his daddy killed him. You know, she was in shock. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. When when you're playing um, with that kind of a situation, you're really not yourself. You're not in your right mind, you know, while you're using it. You know, it takes you someplace else. And and, um, you do do things like that. You do lock yourself up if you got you know, cocaine with you, that's what you're going to do. Yeah. But you know what I heard, though? You know what I heard about this, though, is that he was actually trying to protect his mother. That was a different spin on it. And he was like, somebody told me. Yeah, he was actually trying to protect his mother. Yeah. and That's uh, what I heard. Yeah. Domestic. Yeah. So. Yeah. It you know, yeah. everyone do so you I, know assume the worst. <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah. at times, but yeah. Yeah. But this is the thing here. This is the thing. It's like we all grew up underneath this main rule. Um, now he was probably protecting his mom. That's the story I got. But you know, in the same token, any time that the dad hits the mom, you know the son's going to step up and he's going to do yeah. something. You know what I'm saying? So in, in the yeah. way we came up is like, you know, I brought you in this world, I can take you out. You know what I'm saying? Right. And him being a pastor, him being a pastor was another situation all the way around. You know, so he lived mm. by that situation. Uh, it was a sad, sad situation. But, you know, I think with in hindsight, in hindsight you know, I have been in that situation before. You know, with my dad and my mom, and I can remember actually getting into it, getting into it with him, and uh, actually he went and got his gun, but I took off, got out of there. Um, but these are the things Whoa. that happen in life. Oh yeah, oh yeah. My dad, I mean, we had a good relationship, you know, further down when I got older, but we had a rocky yeah. relationship, very rocky. In the you know, beginning. so yeah. it, it just was a situation that. You know, I wasn't happy with. So, you know, I'm, what, 17, 18 years old. So, you know, that's the time when things go wrong because you always want to look out for your mom. You know, that's the right. thing that I think any man would ever say they're going to look out for their mom regardless. You know, and then you pay right. the consequences later. 
So that was some things. Yeah. So I understand, um, but, you know, Marvin not having a clear mind at that stage of the game, you know, you're not thinking rationally. And I don't think anybody at that level, whether they're high or not, going to really think rational about it. It's just like somebody coming into your house that you know, TJ, that, that you allowed them to stay, you and your, your mom allowed them to stay. Then when it's time for them to get out, they don't want to leave. Then they want to, you know, harass your mom. How much are you going to take of it? You know what I'm saying? I don't care who it is, family member or what. You know, you're only going to take so much. Okay, all right, this is what's going to happen now. You know, you're going to pack your stuff up, get out, or I'm going to help you pack it. And if that don't work, then we're going to have an issue. We're going to have issues. So these are the things that happen. So right or wrong, um, Marvin did what he felt he needed to do. The father felt he needed to do what he needed to do. So, I mean, you got a checkmate there. You got to check yeah. me. Yeah. So, you know, he and his father had a contentious relationship anyway because at 17, 16 or 17, he quit school and he enlisted in the Air Force. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he he did that to get out of the house. So, and, right. and, uh, yeah, so that, that, that goes way back, you know, to when he was just a young, like you said, you know, he's a, he they had issues back then on certain things. Like the same, probably the same type of things, knowing the pattern and the history of that kind of domestic type stuff. But yeah, he just couldn't take it no more. He said, "I'm out." And was that? Yeah. But you know, the, story, the rumors are that that kicked him out, and the other rumor is he left on his own. So you know, who's to say what's what? Because they both are gone now. So, but uh, I was thinking more so Marvin Jr. got mad. Our Marvin Gaye at the older Marvin Gaye and said, "I'm done." Right. right. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I just and I remember was, yeah, the Diana Ross. I remember Diana Ross song. It was sad since you've been away. Oh, missing you. Yes, missing yeah. you. Missing yes, you. Yes. Yeah. Missing you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, you got to look at it two ways. I, I would believe that Marvin probably refused to leave because of what was going on. And it just got mm-hmm. tensed, and it got out of yeah. hand. So I, yeah. I'm only going off in the way I would have handled the situation, and I would have handled it the same way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, the outcome, yeah. outcome yeah. probably would have been the same way. You know, who's at fault? You know what I'm saying? I mean, right. you got a domestic situation. If he did um, knock around his mom, that's a big, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. You know, so if that was the case, then I guess that, you know, he died for what he believed in. And so did the father, Mm -hmm. you know, so, you know, who are you going to point the finger at, you know? I mean, it's a major loss for us being a part of that um, that situation, you know. We just have to to get past it, you know. And and that's what the whole issue is. So I think, you know, right now, let's go to a – uh, commercial break if you guys are ready and we'll come back with some more Marvel. Right. You're listening to CRS Radio, the knowledge station. Motown alumni legends Billy and Billy. This week's topic is about Marvin Gaye, the late great Marvin Gaye. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more on Marvin Gaye right after this.
CRS Radio, the knowledge station. You are listening to Motown Legends and Alumni with Billy and Billy. Okay, and we are back. Yes, yes. Um, so um, just picking up um, where we left off at, um, I think like what I said before with Marvin, I think that was just a, a – it was a meant-to-be situation because both of them um, – were probably wrong. I would say both of them were wrong in their actions. Um, I think personally, being the position that Marvin was in, he probably should have uh, probably not did what he did. You know what I'm saying? It probably would have never happened. Um, I think that if not having the drugs into the situation, um, I think that would be uh, the thing that would trigger that the most um, because I think the outrage would be more so. Um, in that. So, um, and then the father, of course, you know, with his situation is, hey, I'm not going to take this in my house. And even though Marvin did buy it, um, and I think he probably spent a lot of time there, uh, but at the same token, when you're in the driving position, you have to allow the, uh, if you bought the house with the parents, you shouldn't be doing some things in there that they're not, that's not accepted. You know, so, 
the door swings both ways, you know, and I'm a fan of Marvin to the very day, you know, that I leave this planet. But I think these were meant to be situations in life, and a lot of them are learning lessons uh, for us all because God, they say God doesn't put more on us than what we deserve, you know, and I believe that in a lot of ways because, you know, if you live your life long enough, you'll see certain things that have happened that makes a change in some people and other people it doesn't make a change in. So circumstances has to stand in the way, you know. So so that's what the deal is. But that's what it is. So um, let's go ahead and continue to close out. Um, next week, uh, what we're going to do for next week, we're going to talk about um, uh, the group switch um, and oh, also probably yeah. go back and forth with uh, switch and um, the debarge. So it's okay. going to be a nice oh. topic we're going to talk about. You know, yes. being yes, yes. I know these guys personally, um, it's going to be a nice topic. So um, yeah, and who knows? Who knows? I might get get uh, Greg on. You know what I'm saying? That's who right. Knows? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's always something that we come that we're going to come uh-huh. with. That's going to be some future yeah, time. You never know. Yeah. We could get so, Jody yeah, so, uh, and your Philip too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can yeah. get them on there. You know. Um, the new uh, the new person that took uh, Bobby's place, oh, right. um, he's very right. very close. Um, as you uh, listen to the song that he did, um, the guy is very close to Bobby. Um, he's starting to kind of uh, loosen up a little bit and be in his own, you know, on newer stuff, which yeah. I think yeah. is, is cool, you know. So um, so I think that's a good thing. But his, this guy, I guess, is a lawyer. From my understanding, huh. you know, he looked pretty young. He looked pretty young, but he's apparently a lawyer, so he does that when they're not touring. So well, that's cool, you know. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's yeah. good. Yeah. So yeah, they'll be. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll talk about them um, next week. So let's go ahead and, and uh, you know, um, go, go back to uh, Marvin. <laughs> yeah, let's go back to Marvin. So all right, yeah. Um, well, uh, yeah. You know, I, I, he had. I, I, I finally, I finally, my brain finally acted right. <laughs> and he had duets with Mary Wells, Kim Weston, Tammy Terrell, and Diana Ross. So, yeah. And then the two, the two uh, groundbreaking albums. What's going on was number one, of course. And then let's get it on. It was the second groundbreaking album. You know, and the, and the song of the same, the title song of that album. You know, hey, I think there was a lot of babies made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, well, sexual healing was released in '82. Yeah, '82. What a good year! And uh, yeah. yeah, he also sang. If people remember this, it's just a blip. You can go back on YouTube and probably catch it. In 1983, the NBA All Star Game, he sang the Star Spangled Banner, and it oh, was for now. I remember watching that game at my brother Troy's house. All right, mm-hmm. Troy. Uh, um, watching that game and they said and now for the national anthem Marvin Gaye and he laid it he put Marvin Gaye stamp on it boom to this day even Whitney Houston's version does not top his version if we could get that version and just play that and listen to it I'll tell you it it was phenomenal I mean Marvin Gaye is Marvin Gaye you know so that was great yeah Yeah, well you know that was was probably the best that I've ever heard it done. Um, and I think uh, uh, there was some criticism for that, 
um, because yeah. he kind of took and made it a very, very uh, soulful, soulful um, anthem. And I don't yes, think uh, uh, people, um, primarily white people, I don't think they could uh, deal with that situation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and it's like they have a, the song structured the way they want to sing it. And even though, you know, it's something that was written um, for the country, uh, I get it. But I also say that, number one, everybody has a different take on how they want to sing that song. So it was kind of like an outcry to some degree about how it was done. And uh, I don't think that you can find anybody in the world today that can look at that, that anthem and be able to say anything negative about it. He put the sauce on there, you know. The, the, yes, the, the ribs was tender, yes, and he, he put the he put the sauce on that. Yes, so yes, um, that was one of the greatest. That was one of the greatest, you know. Because I mean, there's been some okay ones, man. I haven't really been a fan of anybody doing the national national anthem anyway. But I yeah. don't think there's too many people that came close to Marvin, if you ask me. I think that was more groundbreaking. I, I think it was historical. Um, I think it's all of that. So um, he actually put a, he put something on that, and then he put a stamp on that from yes, from he here did. on out. Yeah, yes, he did. I think yeah, I think even the next world that'll still be a factor. You know what I'm saying? They'll still yes. be able to look back. Oh yes, years yes. from now yes. and look at some of these reruns and say, "Wow, you know." That's right. I mean, if, if we got anybody, hey TZ and Denise, if we got anybody in space. I think that there's other planets up there. They're rocking to Marvin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, you know, they're rocking to Marvin. You know? Mars, Mars, <laughs> Jupiter, all that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Even yeah. In, what do they say in Star Trek? Even in another time and space. Another universe. <laughs> yes. I bet they are, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Because this, this is the thing about, um, the, about the energy and how radio signals travel. I mean, what we did pr- probably back in the 50s and 60s has arrived somewhere. And somebody's listening to this stuff. Yeah. Some of someone's watching some of the stuff that we watch, you know, if they are um, mm-hmm. people that are uh, well, understanding, but if they're technology, they actually know exactly what it is. And uh, they'll be able to watch some of that stuff. So your, your words that you spill out goes into the universe. Music is everything else. Any kind of energy it's life. Right. It's life. You know, I don't care. We're talking yeah. about trees. Everything life. Everything's life. So it's going to go out to the, to the universe. So, but oh, yeah, the, the worlds world. were made. The yes. worlds were made with just the words themselves. So, yes. That's you know, God made the worlds with words. And if choice. you yeah. speak negative, you, negative words, you're going to pull down everybody around you. You speak positive, yeah, you I mean, pull up everybody around you. Yeah, and that's yeah. what it is. The word was spoken, and it happened. You know, some people can call it what mm-hmm. it is. Some people want to say the Big Bang with the words. The words is powerful within itself, you know, and you have a, a, a total energized uh, entity, which is God and what we call God. You know, we don't know whether that's his mm-hmm. name or not. We call him God, but... That Correct. was energy, energy burst that out of the darkness came to light. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, right. you know, 
you look at a lot of different factors with that because as you emerge into the uh, the womb, you're in darkness when you're first coming into life. And then as soon as what happens is the womb releases the light is there. So That's right. in, in the terms of, of uh, our creator, it had to be something to that degree because he is ever ending. It's like a round circle. It's a repetitive, repeating cycle. So it's never right. a beginning or end. You know, so you'll never Infinite. end the planet. You'll never end the planet. You may harm it, but I will tell you this. Anybody that is the, the, uh, the developer of this world is not going to let that happen. There's been too many signs no. where they've tried to test nuclear weapons and they've been shut down. The only time that will happen is if that's something that God wants to happen. But he's not going to destroy this planet that he put together and built. So it doesn't, it doesn't make sense for people to think, and, you know, when I think about this, it doesn't make sense for people to think that God, if he created something, why would he want to destroy it? Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what and gets me. People, yeah. bad things happen to people, and they turn around and they try to blame God for those bad things, but it's not him that's the destroyer. I mean, just no. like, you know, us creating a cake and putting it into the oven, I mean, if we're trying to create it, why are we going to destroy our own cake? <laughs> so, Thank you know, it's right. just Thank using you. common sense and logic. Well, I, yeah. I, I, one thing I do, yeah, one one thing I do believe in, I believe in that we're sent here for a purpose. You know what I'm saying? And what has played out on this planet is a divine creator created all this. Maybe it's for the experience. You know what I'm saying? Of knowing what it yeah. feels to be a lot. You know, we just don't know the ultimate plan. You know, I mean, this could all be a movie. You know, and we're just living. In a movie world, who knows? But that's just me, you know. I'm just outside the box. But yes, on back to Marvin. Um, we're back to him again. That's yeah. what makes you such a good recording artist. You think outside yeah. the box. That's why you're such a good recording yeah. artist. Yeah, and, and that's what it is. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when you look at the Marvin situation as he was yeah. developing the new him, um, you also had um, the changing. Of, of in the 70s with uh, yep. the Funkadelics. And they yes. were a part of Motown as well. So That's that right. was they something that was... Yeah. Now, that one was a totally switch-around situation. Because when they came out, they were the Parliament at first, when they did I Want to Testify. So Yo, like, oh, we're talking right. about... That was like back in like maybe 68 with I Want to Testify. Mm-hmm. Then you come back. Then lead your mind. You remember that song, yeah. Billy? You and I talked about that. Lead your mind. That was groundbreaking, also. Yeah. That was the next yeah. song they had. Oh, yeah. Yes. So they came as the Funkadelics, and the the thing that was is Motown really wasn't feeling what they were doing, but um, I think there was. Um, I know um, the the label that picked them up after. I think it was after the after the Motown situation. Casablanca. Uh, wasn't it? Yeah. No, there was one. No, there was one before. It's a guy from out of uh, Canada. 
Um, I can't think it's right on the tip of my tongue. They were on that label for some years. And he um, he kind of really, um, if you look at the video of the Funkadelics, um, it's just the whole twist of music changed because he went in, George Clinton was a genius to, you know, really transfer over because I had, one of my cousins had an a old record of uh, George Clinton doing country. Hmm. And it had it had it had him on. I think it had the Parliaments of Funkadelics on there, and they did a country song. So I think yeah. what he did, and plus they were getting high too. Um, they're they're hitting the hard <laughs> stuff like you know acid and all that kind of stuff. So I think I think what happened in the studio because I talked with the Funkadelics. That was in their their video when George left. Yeah. So I talked with them, and they said you know they were just getting high in the studio. So these were creative situations that was going on, and it, it caught. Yes. And when you look at, if you go and pull up Funkadelics, um, when they come out, they're in Detroit, they're shooting in Detroit, all of them have different uh, disguises, you know what I'm saying? Um, and it's just like, it's almost like it's a cult, but I think the, the mind was so shocked. Because I remember when I, was, uh, when I first became a follower of uh, the, the Funkadelics, um, people would look at, us like we were crazy, you know. But then they came. Yeah. George was just like 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 a genius because the first uh, "Free Your Mind" and your ass will follow was when I yeah. first got turned on was, to them. That was my job. And I can remember that. I can remember that because I actually oh. <laughs> that's when I started smoking weed. One of my friends that's no longer here, he had turned me on to weed, and then I heard that oh. song, and it was just. It was just crazy, but it was genius because look what we got out after that. We got, you know, Atomic Dog. We got all kinds of different things that oh, was created. Oh, uh, we got created. Cosmic, yeah, Cosmic Slop. Yeah. We had yes, uh, Cosmic Stupid, you know, uh, Knee Deep. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, uh, Flashlight. I mean, you, you could look at the hits. Yeah. They had hit success yeah. from succession from 68 all the way up. You know, I, I had... I had girlfriends at that time that said, what are you listening to? You know what I'm saying? It's like, this is the Funkadelics. So turn that That's off. Right. Next thing I know, when Cosmic Slop came out, everybody's oh. on top of that. I said, now what you got to say? You know what I'm saying? I told you these guys is hot. You know, but uh, that's what it was. But look where they're at. You know what I'm saying? George is, is um, the guy's a master's man. He's a master yes, at the craft. Yeah. And you got to wow. even Prince knew. Prince knew, you know what I'm saying? Because Prince worked with him as well, you know? Right. I mean, everybody, man, with George Clinton, he's got that certain something that is way beyond. George is probably, I would say, 50 years in the future when he started that, what? Oh, that move. Uh, even Bootsy, Bootsy even said that. You know, oh, yeah. Bootsy is Bootsy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Bootsy's still going. And yep. you still have that 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 funkadelic feel, um, with, whatever he does, because um, um, I can't wait to see um, the Kid Brothers, the TKB, um, with their work with Bootsy, what that's going to be like. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, I want to hear. It. Yeah, gonna, buddy, it, it's going to be hot. You said it. it's going to be hot. I haven't heard from them lately, so I have to contact and see what they're doing, see what's going on, because they they got some great things. They got some good people behind them. You know, um, mm. good, good, yeah. you know, producers and stuff. 
And when you tell talking about Bootsy, Bootsy is he's about his business. And he can give him that little little extra thing, that little extra funk. So but as yeah. we, we continue, I know we've been drifting back and forth, but I just had to kind sure. of put that out there because the Funkadelics is one of the favorite groups that I had coming up as as a as a kid. But I uh, really? I think that Marvin <laughs> is great. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that mm-hmm. you can get too much better than that. So you talk about my yeah. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I you know I'm always got my ear to the ground. When it comes to certain things, you know, uh, with different people, um, so with different groups, I'm always on my my game when it comes to it. As a, a recording artist, um, you have to, you got to have your head to the to the grind, man, because you lose touch. You know, if you're not coming up through the ages and listening to what's out there, you'll lose touch. Touch, you know, and you don't want to mm-hmm. do that. So that's why you hear a lot of these artists, there's two things that happens to them at the beginning um, is that what they're doing. You have to excuse this in the background. But, um, oh, that's fine. <laughs> what, what you get here is you get um, the artists that come out, and sometimes you hear from them again. Sometimes you never hear from them again. Um, there's a couple of these different reasons why. And that's because they actually have been shelved. So you can go to any place in California. It's probably one of the most places you can go and run into so many artists that are signed with Arista, signed with Capital. You're never going to hear from these people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They just got yeah. signed. So, I mean, that is the, the bad thing about it. You get caught up in that, that's called being shelved. You know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. is a, a bad thing, you know, because you just suck. You can't do anything. The only thing you can do is probably work underneath a different name if you're a band. You know, that's the only right. thing you can do. So, you know, um, Marvin was actually one of the fortunate ones that didn't caught up in that. And a lot of people at Motown, the artists, I think, a lot of them used to complain that they weren't treated fairly. But I think right. I, have to re- I think I have to reassess that situation. Because I actually think they were treated fairly. Um, I just don't think that uh, um, they were saying the Temptations. I remember this um, back in the '60s. The Temptations, I think, was getting uh, either 200. I can't remember the numbers, but you're talking about the '60s. 200 dollars right, a week, right. plus That's a their own place. Yeah. yeah, plus their own place, plus um, their cars and stuff like that. Now, granted, you know, um, owned by Motown. See what I'm saying? But, you mm-hmm. know, they still was living living good. They weren't hurting by any means. So I think that when you look at these things, you look at the artists, their jobs um, were pretty hard, man, in terms of the business. Because if you didn't have it hidden, you're not going to go anywhere. You're going to be shelved. So that's what right. I worry about with some of the acts that we got coming. Um, how many of these guys are going to break through? We're doing our very best to help them to do the best that they possibly can do in music to be able to make it in this business because it's not an easy business. It's not no, easy it's not. at all. You know, if you're I looking for, you know. like working in a factory. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. When you work production, exactly. you know that, Billy, you did it. When you work production in a factory, yeah. there ain't no easy job. You know, you earn your not money. Not at all. You know. 
Not at all, man. You know, and, and like I said, I, I got out, um, and I could have probably stayed chasing the dream. You know, the jobs that I had when I was in the plant was not a hard job. The hardest part of that job was the first 90 days. After mm. that, it got easy. It got really easy. So, I mean, that's the one thing about working the plant, you know. It's it's that you got to work yourself up. You got to work yourself up to uh, that point where you get a little seniority and you can move forward. You know, other than that, you just kind of stuck. But yeah, that's kind of what it is. So we just you know, just kind of getting out there, just letting people know that we are the deal. We're looking for the next Marvel. You know, we're looking for the next Smoky. You know, all these things that we're looking for will come. In due time, you know. So, um, oh yeah, right. Like the kid, like the the TKB, the kid brothers, they remind me so much of the J Five man. I mean, as far as talent wise, because they all could play. Michael could play the piano. I mean, they they just didn't do it on stage. Everybody only saw right. Jermaine and Tito playing instruments, but and Randy later on, because Randy played the keyboards and guitar. Jackie could play. They yeah. all were. They all could play instruments. They all were musicians. You know, who could play instruments. But uh, the the kid brothers, man, I really like them. They young boys. They seem to have their heads on straight. They're going in the right direction. They're working with very talented people. Uh, uh, senior members of the industry who are uh, who are mentors and who do people the right way. So I think that they're, they're going to go far. Yeah, they're yeah. going to go far. You know. Because they had the right attitude, I don't want to see um, the world change them because it's so easy to, to uh, happen. You know what I'm saying? Right. You're, you're, dealing with, you're dealing with an entity that doesn't want you to succeed. See, the music business was set up on failure to begin with. It was set up to actually benefit the corporate people. It was never meant to benefit the artist itself because they figured if they could trick an artist to sound, uh, sign an agreement, then they, they uh, pretty much have a, a deal. See, these, these owners, they don't know nothing about music, period. So they want to take all your publishing and all this stuff and just pimp you. And this is what takes people that are young and get taken advantage of. This is what makes them turn to drugs. Because they're not getting the money. Some of them are, are even dying broke. You know what I'm saying? There's no, no reason for it. But it's just how right. they have the system set up. So you got to come past that situation and learn from people who knows the business. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you, know, that's what's, uh, you know, that's what we're doing. You know, it's like we got to mm-hmm. train these kids. we got to train this, this, these people. Sit down with them and say, look it. This is what we're going to show you. This is what we're going to teach you, you know, how to get around the business, you know what I'm saying, Yeah. without getting tricked, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's what you have to do. Okay. But see, that's the thing that they have to sit down and learn, you know. And if you're being anxious about, you know, making it and stuff like that, not paying attention to the business, it's going to be a problem and some nonsense, and you're going to wonder why. What happened? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what happened. You wasn't paying attention. That's what happened. You thought you had everything, you know, possibly. And, yeah, they're going to give you a little nickels and dimes. They're going to do that. You know what I'm saying? 
on the upfront, but you're going to pay that money back. You know, you're going to pay it back, man. And they think just because they get like, you know, uh, half a million dollars to do their project and stuff like that, they think, oh, I got some money now. So they go out and start buying a bunch of stuff. But they're not going to get anything back until they get their, until the company gets their money back. And you're going to sit around there talking about where's my check at? Look at the contract. You know what I'm saying? Look at the contract. That'll tell you where your check's at. That's why nothing's coming. Because you have bit off more than you can choose. You don't need, look, if you're going to, I would suggest any artist, especially if they got their own studio, um, the only concern I would have is like, look, take just enough of what you need. That way you have a good master's to submit. Don't take all this money like that. Take you maybe two or $300,000, you know, and make that work for you. Get you a nice little house, make it work for you. That way you can sit back as they recoup. When they recoup their money, if you got a hit, you're going to start getting paid depending on how your deal is negotiated. So mm-hmm. these are some of the things I teach um, with any young artist coming up that they are very well aware of what the business is because that's why they call it the music business because it is a business. You know what I'm saying? So if you're not on that, on top of that, you're going to lose every time. So, yeah, they're going to you know, business to make that, money, not you know, right? Uh, <laughs> if we're ready, let's go to our commercial break. If we're ready, let's make it happen. All right. You're oh, listening yeah. to CRS Radio. The Knowledge Station. This week's topic on uh, Motown Legends and Alumni with Billy and Billy, uh, we're speaking about Marvin Gaye, among other things, <laughs> along with uh, yeah. co-host sitting in for <laughs> Billy, Billy Wilson. <laughs> Billy Tappan is here, but Billy Wilson is out mm-hmm. on a uh, special assignment. Uh, Dr. Denise Katadis, T.J. Jackson, we'll be right back right after these messages.
This is CRS Radio, the knowledge station. You are listening to Motown Legends and Alumni with Billy and Billy. Very nice. Um, that was Swift. Uh, that was their new singer. Um, very, very, very talented man. Very talented. Um, I would like um, 
to ask you if we have anybody that wants to uh, speak, they can hit one, and they can come in and ask questions. We are available for any of it. Anything you might want to yeah. ask, we are here for you, you know. So um, the lines are open. Have, yes. So anybody um, that wants yes. to if if anyone listening, you have any type of questions, the guest call in is six six one four six seven two four zero seven, and I believe you press the one for the hand raise. Am I correct, Billy? You are absolutely right. That is how we do it. So, so yeah, as we venture into our conversation. Um, I think that, you know, in terms of the young artists come up, um, they might want to check out Gabriel Entertainment because we are the next big thing coming. Um, and also, Denise, if you can go ahead and repeat the information on the dance-off and also on the donations to GoFundMe, um, and then we can continue our talk. So here you go. Yes. You have the well, I will start off with the donations with the GoFundMe because you guys were talking about how people are coming into the industry, younger people, and they don't have a direction. Well, the GoFundMe for Gabrielle Entertainment, Motown Alumni Association, and CRS Radio, it is for that specific purpose. And not only is it for the specific purpose of helping our youth have direction in the entertainment industry, if that is the career path that they choose, we will help those who are in need of organ donation and cannot afford that particular thing. And as I was saying, as you know, Mr. Billy Tappan, known as Goldie Love with the Motown Alumni Association, he is a recording artist. Um, he is a heart recipient, and this is why the Gabrielle Entertainment, it was formed, named after his heart donor. And um, it is a very precious thing um, that he is doing right now. And so we are on GoFundMe, and it's urgent. It's only for urgent, serious donors who want to see a change in their community and also for those who want to be an ambassador to their community. With these funds, we are going to take them, and we are going to uh, put a concert of the Motown artists of your choice in your area to raise funds for that particular community so that the youth who want to go into in, in the entertainment industry can have, uh, you know, a good head start. And not only that, those who are in need of organ donations but cannot afford to get the organ that they need, a life or death situation, we want to support that right here in the United States, in your community, and you can be an ambassador whether you have money or not to donate. You could be an ambassador for your community by spreading the word out there. And you could donate as little as $5. That's all little as $5. And so this is for a very good cause for the GoFundMe. And the second thing that we have for you, for those who enjoy dancing, well, we are coming in your city or your community. We're coming in your state. And we are putting up a dance competition to give those who are in the arts of dance an opportunity to have a career dancing for one or more um, Motown artists 
whoever wins it, and also an opportunity to travel overseas with us for a Motown reunion. So each talk show host here on CRS Radio is in each coordinated area that will be hosting Can You Dance? If you think you can dance, you should enter this competition. And this competition is going to be held from New York to California to mid-America. And those who don't have a CRS radio host in their particular area, you can travel to the state that has it when these dead competitions come up and you could participate. And we are looking for all forms of dance because we want to give everybody an opportunity, kids from five years old and up, to have some exposure to their talent. So this will go for a good cause as well because, yes, this, these proceeds for the dance-off, we are going to use it to help the charities that are in Israel where all of us we go, and we're going to use it to, for, to continuously help the charity that we have started with GoFundMe to bring um, things for people who that are in need in the various communities throughout the United States and the Caribbean. And with Dr. Evie, she does a, a, a shoe drive. You can donate your shoes to Dr. Evie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to leave that out because um, there's children right. who are in need of shoes, and they have no shoes to go to school. They have to walk to school. And some of the little kids, they don't have any shoes. You could donate your shoes. And you could look at the directions to donating your shoes. Let me pull up the information that you do need to do so, because it is if you look at the host, if you listen to, like, comedy chat, and you see um, your host's picture on each, uh, each picture, like TJ, he does R&B soul chat, and you look right here at um, – this program, you look at the picture of Mr. Billy or Billy Tappan's poster, you will find the information that you will be able to, you know, use, and it's called the Give Back Jamaica Program. And this particular program, it helps the children of Jamaica have up shoes. And you don't know how much of a blessing you are when you do help the Give Back Jamaica program incorporated. You can do this and get information off of um, the donations for the Jamaican children at www.givebackjamaica.org. That's www.givebackjamaica.org if you have any questions. And then you can, um, there is a web page. You could donate through that way with Dr. Ed. And then uh, she has a Gmail if you have any questions. If you don't have any money to donate, she accepts any amount for that. And if you don't have any money to donate, you can also just donate those extra pair of shoes that you have for the kids that live in the Caribbean, in the Jamaican area. And if you, if you have any questions to send to Dr. Ev, put it is the, um, I'm sorry, the Gmail address is givebackjamaica at gmail.com. That is givebackjamaica at 
gmail.com. And that is the information for what we're doing. <laughs> also, Denise, right. uh, let's say any size shoes, any size shoes will do. Uh, as long as we're giving them any size shoes, you don't have to have a specific size, any shoes. Go ahead. Billy. Right. <laughs> yes. yes. And I, I would say this, it's for a good cause. Um, we're here to change, to help change the world one step at a time. Um, and I'd like to give uh, thanks to all my staff uh, that we have. Uh, everybody plays a, a, a intricate role in what we're doing. Uh, and we got to support their shows as well. Denise, do we know who's on um, tomorrow? Who's on tomorrow? Any um, idea? Okay. Yes, so, we have an idea of who's coming on tomorrow. Now, I do know okay. I'm going on my episodes page. I do know that we do have we do have um coming up on the 20 today is 24 26 we have the comedy chat coming up at 12 noon and that is going to be oh. Friday. Yeah, Friday on the 26th. And, of course, um, we do have the general, I believe, the general shows. He shows up on Wednesdays. I don't have the exact time in front of me. And um, though we do have comedy chat with Denny Redwine. And we have, of course, my program, the Black Jewish Queen Life Chat, in which will be Sundays at 4 p.m. Eastern time. We have, on the 29th, we have Talk Israel with Anya Farber. And she's going to be interviewing a few artists from Israel. And um, there is many, many others that will come on. Uh, Carlton Coffee. The um, well, Let's see. Let's see. I'm sorry. Um, the, we have Hopeton Brown. He comes on at 10 p.m. on Wednesdays. And... We also, I think uh, that's what I could see on here. Yeah, Tim Cunningham normally comes on. The phone is Tim Cunningham at 6 p.m. on Tuesdays. Right. The general, he comes on, let's see, he comes on on the, he comes on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. And and then Hopeton Brown. He comes on at Wednesdays at 10 p.m. Those are the two. Um, and it's a, you know, reggae. The Island Talk with Howard the General Hendricks. He's always on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. And Hopton Brown is always Wednesdays at 10 p.m. And, um, yeah, and then from there it is a comedy chat with Danny Redwine and Pagan. And they come on at 12 noon on Fridays. And then, um, of course, my program on Sundays at 4 p.m. And we go back to Monday, of course. We have, um, we have um, also, we have um, Monday, we have um, Anya, and we have, uh, and we have um, the chat, chat real on chat. at 8 p.m. I got it. Yeah. Caught in my thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So got this a lot is of every week, guys. Yes. And then, and then yeah. Tuesday, 
Tim Cunningham, Jazz Saxophonist, Jazz Chat, 6 p.m. And then, of course, yeah. right now where we are at this moment, Motown, Legends and Alumni, with Billy and Billy. Yes. Every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And Mr. Billy be dropping that information about Motown. <laughs> yeah. He's coming with it. Yes, he does. Next week we will have Switch. Um, we will be talking about them. I will probably reach out to Greg. I think he's been on a, a tour. So if I can get him on, it will be a great topic, a great conversation. But I think it's going to – well, I know it's going to be great anyway, however it goes. Yeah. But it would be nice to pull him in. Uh, it's been a while since I actually – I think I spoke with him about maybe two weeks ago. And he's, like, mm-hmm. on a mini tour. So I should be able to reach out to him and get him. So let's uh, keep our fingers crossed, and uh, hopefully we'll get them, and we'll make a difference um, day, week by week, with what we're doing oh, yeah. to change the world a step at a time. That's all we're trying to do. You know, we're not trying to do anything else. You know, we just want people to live their lives the way it's meant to be. We're not. We're our, we were not built to work for somebody else. We're built to do our own thing, to improve our own lives, to do, do the things we right. love to do most. But uh, society has got everything caught up into this work situation. And, and hey, let me tell you, some people may not have the gifts, but I think God gives everybody gifts. So you have to figure that out. But at the same time, you have to understand it's about you not spending your time at work 10, 12 hours a day, wasting your life just to pay bills, You've got to come up and be creative and come together because you're you're sent here to do something and to live a life without a bunch of torment, without, oh, I hate this job, i got to go to this job. Make your own situation. I don't care if it's a cutting grass business. Whatever you do, make it work. So on That's that right, note, Billy, because, you know, uh, yeah. you know, they never, Billy, the old saying, you never see a Brinks truck behind a hearse. So That's right. It would behoove you. You only get one life, you know. Uh, ever since uh, uh, 2012, when I was in that uh, uh, coma with uh, pulmonary embolisms, I learned that was a very valuable lesson God taught me. You learn yeah. life. You only have one life, and you better live it. And it b- would behoove the person to live it happy. Enjoy yourself. You're put here to Thank enjoy you. your life. And that's yeah. what it is. You know, if you don't, you got to love you first. You know what I'm saying? That's the first that's thing right. that comes out. And if you love yourself, then all kinds of things can happen for you. Um, but you got to believe. you got to believe in what you're doing. But we have to stop being underneath this thing that we have to hold a job. You know what I'm saying? You can hold a job, but let's build something for yourself and not for the corporation. So that's the difference right. in, in the thinking. We have to change that mindset. But at up. the same time. At the same time, people need to love their neighbor as self because there's too many people out here hurting and competing against each other just to tear, you know, tear each other down. It's enough of that. That's just, you know, it's not about that. It's about trying to bring yeah. healing on everybody. Well, you know what you The world can be of love today. Only love can conquer hate. So people yeah. better start being positive. Yeah. Let me let me say yeah. this, and I think it makes a lot of sense. If you are a loving person 
and you speak with somebody with love, love comes back to you tenfold, tenfold. On Sometimes that, you're speaking to the right person. <laughs> yeah. The right yeah. person because it's just a shame that some people are taking your love, your your love that you have for them, they take it as a weakness at times. So, yeah. you know. Thank you. Thank but you. they take yeah. that with them. You see what I'm saying? They take that with them. But if you put a smile on your face, let's say somebody's having a bad day, and you put a smile on your face, say, hey, you know, I don't know what you're going through, but I – you know, God's going to bless you, you know, just something nice. That stops that negativity from moving to the next person because it's a change, it's a change right. of action. If me and TJ had some bad words, we're both going to walk away from that situation, and it's going to come back on the next person some kind of way. Right. Because of what happened. You know what right. I'm saying? So we have to yeah, you give it. ourselves. Right. Yeah. You give that love out, but yet at the same time, just with caution, but continue to give it out. Because a lot of times right. I learned that when people when people hurt others, they've been hurt themselves, but they lash out at everybody else who didn't do anything to them. But you got to keep loving them in order to heal them. That's Misery right. loves company. Right. That's saying the truth. Misery loves company. Up. Yeah, keep That's your right. vibes. Mm-hmm. It's all about being positive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's not always easy. But you have to sometimes bite your tongue and, and just say, you know what, they don't know any better, you know, and just keep it going. Yep. And just bless somebody else with a smile or, or maybe pay it forward some kind of way. You know, these yeah. are the things that I learned are most important. Um, your heart will tell you. Your heart will guide you and tell you exactly what, what is going to be best to do for an individual. You know, I mean, you walk down the street sometimes and see somebody that's homeless and you know they're in bad shape, you feel it in your heart. And I don't care if you give them a dollar, whether you give them $10 or $5. Like buy them a bottle of water. Yeah. yeah, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So let's just, you know, work yeah. together as a team, you know, and uh, let's right. make a difference in this whole situation because that can make a difference in the world. You know, just the small things. It's not the major things, just the small things. So yeah. let's, let's do that. Let's do that. So, I mean, we are about ready to sign off. Is there any last-minute things that we want to discuss before we leave off here? I just hope uh, that everybody well, can participate in that dance-off and the um, because the better themselves and better the communities around them. It's for a good cause. Just wanted to add oh, that. Oh, it's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be fun with the dance-off. There is no doubt about it. So um, we're going to be – taking and talking about this on the other stations as well. So people are aware of well aware of them getting getting a good workout basically and just in having a good time, having a great time with no nonsense. So that's where we come in at. We change the right. atmosphere. So everybody that's out there, please contact us if you wish to get into this event. It's gonna be hot. So until next time, if we're gonna sign out and look forward for next week um, to uh, either have Greg in the studio or we'll be talking about Swiss. So you guys all, right. all enjoy your night and enjoy. <laughs> Thank care. you. Good night. We're out of here. Good night.